Hey babes, Ashley here. I have a kind heart, a potty mouth. It's probably the rap music. And damn it, I miss my friends. But if I can't snuggle them in person, thanks COVID. I thought, why not build community here? So grab a drink, climb in bed, and let's hang out. Wait, is that weird? I'm on a mission to live my life unapologetically, which tends to look a little different every day. But one thing remains the same. It's a guilt-free zone. No shame here, sister. Each episode, we'll tackle real-life shenanigans, and you'll leave laughing, crying, or feeling as lit up as your crazy aunt at Christmas. Ready or not? Girl Talk. Hey, hey. Welcome back to Guilt-Free Girl Talk. It's your host, Ashley. I took a bit of a hiatus last week, a sick day, if you will, because Lexi was so sick. I've never seen her so sick. It was really nerve-wracking at first, but she's better now and back in school, and I am really excited to be here for this episode today. So I asked on my Instagram if I created a document that was anonymous, if my listeners would be interested in dropping topics that are a little intimidating or scary or create that feeling of shame or guilt that keep us up at night as moms or women in general, wives, and we want to know that we're not alone in them, but we are too afraid to say like, hey, this is something I'm struggling with because it's awkward or whatever. Um, And that's exactly what I want this podcast to be, is a place that I will tackle those shady areas in the back of our mind that keep us up at night and draw light to them and let you know like, hey, you're not alone. There's no reason to feel guilty about this. There's no shame in feeling this way. Lots of people do. But to do that, to have this be that platform, I have to know what those things are. So I asked if I did an anonymous form if people would give me ideas. And many, many people said that they would. So that's on my list of things to do is to create that and get it out to you guys. So keep an eye out for that. But also, I had somebody swipe up and say, oh my gosh, that would be amazing. The thing that it is for me is alcohol. And more importantly, the anxiety and guilt that I feel after I drink. And y'all, same. Okay? I didn't know for a long time that I wasn't the only person that got anxiety, terrible anxiety after drinking. I thought I was totally alone in that. And then I had a friend who said, no, actually, I struggle with that as well. And then I asked, after this topic was brought to my attention, I asked in my stories if other people also struggled with that. And you would not believe how many people also feel that struggle and felt alone in it. So let's tackle that today. To get started on this topic, I'm going to share a couple stories, personal stories, um, to help you feel more comfortable and help you know that you are not alone in this. So first, the very first time that I can remember having a panic attack, which at the time I had no idea that's what it was, um, I was in Las Vegas for a bachelorette party and we were up for, I don't know, 23 hours and obviously had a lot to drink through that day. And I went to bed soberish. Like I had drank a lot during the day and then had slowed down because I knew that we had to get up the next day for a flight. And this was really before I knew that anxiety was an issue in my life. I knew that I had like moments of discomfort and I worried a lot, but I didn't really know okay, this is anxiety, I should do something about it. 
this was before I had Lexi. Um, and I laid in bed that night and I couldn't sleep and my heart was beating so hard. I swore somebody could hear it next to me. Like it was just pounding and racing and I couldn't breathe and I was hyperventilating and I was in a hotel room with a bunch of other girls for this bachelorette party and part of it I think was a trigger that I was flying because I always get a little bit anxious um, when I have an early morning flight that I'm gonna miss it or something I'm one of those people that has to be at the airport like at least a solid hour at the gate before it actually boards which it's ridiculous because it's such a waste of time to just sit there but I get too anxious if I don't and then I can't focus on anything else the rest of the day at home because I'm so worried about being late. So anyways, I was so insanely anxious and I didn't know what it was and I didn't know why, but my heart was beating out of my chest and I was hyperventilating and I was getting like cramps and heartburn and sweating and like had whole body shakes and I couldn't figure out what was going on and I was terrified to get on the plane because I thought something was wrong with me um and one of the other girls was like girl that's a panic attack here's a Xanax but then I was too afraid to tell me you have anxiety without telling me you have anxiety I was too afraid to take a Xanax before I flew because I had never taken one before and I didn't know what it was going to do to me so I didn't want to get on a plane with it so I was up all night long having this panic attack and then got on a plane having this panic attack and it wasn't until I was home and had slept for a few hours that I finally felt better. Um, Turns out that was alcohol-induced anxiety. The next story I want to tell you was so impactful for my life that it has actually changed how I handle things. Um... Shay deployed and made really good friends with one of the guys that he was deployed with. And he talked about this friend the whole time that he was gone. And when they got home, he was like, we're going to go get dinner with this couple. And I was putting a lot of pressure on myself because Shay obviously cared about this guy. They had become really close friends. And I didn't want to like not hit it off with his then girlfriend, now wife, um, and so I was very like nervous going into it that I, I wanted to make sure that like they liked me and that I wasn't like going to ruin his friendship because I mean a lot of things go into it but Shay's just not like a super social outgoing friendly person like once you get to know him he is but he's not the kind of guy that just like goes and makes friends with everybody so the fact that he had made this like impressive relationship in such a short time I didn't want to be the reason that it didn't thrive. So the day that we were supposed to go out, I was so nervous and we like went Christmas shopping all day long. And then before we went to meet them, I was like, let's get a drink to calm my nerves. And so I drank a martini before we went and then we went to dinner with them and I had, I don't know, two or three more drinks at dinner. And then we went to this like woodworking thing um, where you like make the signs and paint it and whatever. And we drank two bottles of wine there. I was so drunk like blackout drunk I don't remember a lot of the woodworking thing mine was so bad that my sister just painted over it and made a different sign with it um I like my sister had to help Shay get me into bed that night that's how drunk I was and I woke up the next day mortified 
and you know, obviously I had like the normal hangover situation. I was so, so, so hungover and miserable. But more than that, I was so embarrassed and so afraid that I had ruined this friendship for Shay. Woke up the next day and like sent a text message to them. Like, I am so incredibly sorry. I hope that you'll give me another chance. Like, I am mortified. I can't believe that I overdrink like that. I know I said things that were inappropriate. I'm so sorry. And they were like, what are you talking about? It was so much fun. And they didn't care. But it ate me alive. I was so embarrassed. And my heart was racing. And I spent the entire day just feeling anxious and overanalyzing every single thing that I had said and just so embarrassed and so worried and just making myself even more sick than the hangover was making me because I had so much guilt about how I overdrank and that I didn't remember everything and that I said things that maybe I wouldn't have said if I was in a sober state and um, just this fear that I had ruined this friendship. And Shay was like, Ash, yeah, you were ridiculous, but you were fine. And they were like, we had the best time. What are you talking about? But I was tearing myself up. And it was so bad for me that day that I decided to stop drinking. And I stopped drinking for 90 days, <laughs> um, which maybe that's not a lot if you're not an avid drinker, but that was a very long time for me to not have anything to drink. And like I said, this was two weeks before Christmas. So I went through the holidays. I went through New Year's Eve. I went through like Valentine's Day and our anniversary like I just put it down and I was not doing it because of the hangover. I was doing it because I realized in that moment that I wasn't in control of it anymore and I didn't like that feeling. And stopping drinking is actually the catalyst that got me talking to a friend about the anxiety that I was having after I was drinking. I was telling them, you know, I think I've realized that after I drink, my anxiety is way worse. And I just need to get a grip on that. Like, I can't, I don't want to live that way. I'm not comfortable living that way. And they were like, oh, I feel that way too sometimes. And I I was like, what? No way. Like, first of all, I'm not broken. Yay. And also, even if I am broken, I'm not the only one. (laughs) So I want this whole episode to be that for you. I want you to realize that you aren't the only one. I had tons of people answering my polls and telling me that they had terrible anxiety after drinking, that they had fears of oversharing or taking things too far or acting too much or outrageous, that they get anxiety as unresolved emotions from past events bubble up, that they feel out of control of themselves. And that's a big one if you have any kind of control issue, if you will. And I say that lovingly because, trust me, I'm pretty rigid and I like to have control of things. Um, that level of feeling out of control is can be terrifying absolutely terrifying to feel like you weren't in control of your actions or behaviors or um, voice is very scary, especially if you have trauma. Um, But in general, very scary. So that was a big one that came up. Um, Whether or not they posted on social media while they were drunk, which I 
luckily tend to be one that when I am around other people, um, I kind of just go MIA. I don't post very much of anything when I'm with friends, but I can imagine that if I was living my life single, I probably would have been on social media a lot while drinking. I'm glad that I was in that stage of my life before social was really a thing because I can only imagine what would have been out there then. Um, And that's scary because once you put something out there, you can't take it back. And that completely makes sense that you would have anxiety over that. And also, a lot of people said that they have guilt and anxiety over wasting time hungover. And I think that's valid. We live, most of us, in a life where we don't have a lot of downtime. If you're working full time and you only have a couple days off a week, then wasting that day hungover is a shitty feeling. And I know that once I had Lexi, that level of guilt and anxiety of wasting time quadrupled because even though I had to still parent... I wasn't doing it well. I was barely getting by or Shay was taking the reins or whatever it looked like when I felt that way. And then on top of the anxiety from all of those other things, the oversharing or being out of control, um, I was also feeling anxiety and guilt for not being productive that day and not being my best self that day and wasting a full another day instead of waking up feeling fresh. So why is it that our anxiety gets worse after we drink. Why is anxiety, hangover anxiety, a thing? First of all, I want you to know that it's science, so you're not crazy, and you're definitely not alone. One of the things I learned is that alcohol suppresses glutamate, which is a neurotransmitter in the brain. And by the time the alcohol wears off, the body has adjusted to the suppression of the glutamate, so it makes more. So then you have this excess glutamate, and that can make you more anxious. Also, there's a chemical in our brain called corticotropin, corticotropin, releasing factor, CRF, and that acts as a stress neurotransmitter. But when you drink alcohol, your body suppresses the CRF. So not only do you have heightened anxiety, but your CRF increases, which heightens your stress and anxiety response. On top of that, withdrawal feelings are sweaty and restlessness and rapid heart rate and high blood pressure and tremors and feeling tense and overwhelmed and wanting to avoid people and depression. Like that's all part of withdrawal from it. So if you already are feeling anxious and then your heart rate is rapid or your blood pressure changes and you're shaking and that that increases your anxiety. Your body not feeling normal will increase that anxiety response on top of the rest of it. And if you're somebody that's taking anxiety medicine, so for instance, I take Lexapro, one of the side effects for drinking alcohol while taking Lexapro is decreased efficiency of the medicine and increased anxiety and worse depression. So I am doing something that is going to make my medicine not work, which will make me more anxious, and then also increase my anxiety. So it's really like a triple whammy that we have going on when we handle a hangover. And listen, I'm not here to tell you to stop drinking, okay? That's not what this is. 
I haven't stopped drinking. I did for those 90 days. I am going to tell you the things that helped me, though, and the perspective that those 90 days gave me, and maybe it will help you moving forward. So in that time, I realized that often I was choosing to drink as social lubrication. So I would get nervous, like I did when I met my friend, who now is actually one of my really good friends, and we laugh about that story. Um, I would get nervous about being in a social setting, and I would think, okay, a drink or two is going to make me less nervous. And it does. Scientifically, it does. (laughs) Um, Initially, before it starts to wear off. Um, And then I would continue to drink. So first of all, I realized, okay, I cannot allow myself to drink for that purpose. Just like I personally don't allow myself to drink out of anger or out of frustration or out of sadness because I come from a family of alcoholics. I have a genetic predisposition to alcoholism and I realized after college that I had to be really careful about what was drawing me to drink. If I was drinking when I was already in a depressed or aggravated state, it wasn't safe for me. And I didn't want that to be a vice for me. And so I made the decision then to not drink out of those feelings. So then it became, I could drink socially, I could drink in celebration. Um, and and that was fine, and that's still fine for me. But after doing those sober 90 days, I realized drinking in a social setting because I'm enjoying the people around me because I love a glass of wine is different than drinking to make myself comfortable. And I found that if I was drinking to make myself comfortable, I was not staying aware of how much I was drinking. And that almost every single time my anxiety the next day was 10 times worse because I started drinking because I was already nervous about being in that situation and then drinking made me second guess everything I did and said while I was in that situation. So it really was just this terrible like vortex effect of I'm going to start drinking to fix this but really it's going to make me feel 10 times worse at the end of this. So instead I got really intentional about Ashley You can have fun and be comfortable and confident in yourself without alcohol. If alcohol is added, then that's like a fun spritzer on top. We aren't using it as a tool. We are not socially lubricating with alcohol. Again, not saying that you have to do these things. I'm just letting you know what has helped me. And honestly, it's gotten a little slippery um, since I made these rules. It's been a couple years and it's probably something that I need to reevaluate. So now I have guidelines for myself going into situations. So I really, really try to drink a glass of water between every drink, especially if I'm in a social setting that I know could lend itself to higher anxiety the next day. So people I don't know or people that maybe I'm not the most comfortable around um, or new situations, I will try to be intentional about getting my water in. And honestly, even if I still end up drunk at the end of the night, knowing the next day when that anxiety starts to creep in that I was intentional and that I drank enough water, um, 
makes me feel more in control and gives me a better handle on my anxiety because I can tell myself, no, Ashley, you drank water. You were intentional. You weren't just a crazy person. You did a good job. And that helps me feel like I was in control and not just like taking shots and acting crazy and blacking out. And now I want to talk about the guilt aspect of this. So we've talked about the anxiety side effects. Let's talk about the guilt. Stop it. Okay? Unless you're going on benders all the time and leaving your children unattended, stop it. You are allowed to have fun. You, if you are worrying about whether or not you're a good mom, you're probably a good mom, okay? Because people who aren't great parents don't typically care. Um, And they don't spend their time feeling guilty. So you're a good mom, but you're also a person and you are allowed to go out with your friends and have fun. And you're allowed to lay around on a Sunday because maybe you had too many glasses of wine with your girlfriend. That's okay. You are taking care of other people always for your whole life, always. So if you waste six hours of your life being hungover, whatever. Honestly, your kids probably think those are the best days. They get to make a fort. They get to watch more TV. They probably get to eat the crap food that you don't usually feed them, like frozen pizza and macaroni and cheese. I am not dogging on those things. We eat frozen pizza at least once a week for family movie night. I'm just saying, if you're not whipping up a gourmet meal because you've got a hangover, you're not a bad parent. You're not a bad spouse. You're not a bad person. We are not going to feel guilty about that. You send me a message and I'll tell you, hell yeah, you deserved that night of fun. I'm sorry you feel like shit. You'll feel better tomorrow. Let it go, sister. Because we aren't doing that. We are people and we are individuals and we are allowed to have fun and we are allowed to be selfish sometimes and we are allowed to take down days okay and yeah it sucks to be hungover it's the worst feeling ever but let's not couple the worst feeling ever with guilt let's not make it worse okay cuz that's silly and i cannot imagine that when your child is holding your hand and you're on your deathbed, they're going to say, Mom, I sure wish you had less hungover Sundays. It's just not going to happen. Not going to happen. So do what you need to do to have the very best time and enjoy yourself and lay down that guilt. Thank you. I know you could choose anyone to listen to, and I appreciate that you chose me. If this podcast made you laugh, hit you in the feels, or inspired you to live your best life, please do me a favor and share it. Take a quick screenshot, share it on social, and tag me. I'd love to give you a heartfelt thank you and start building a bestie community in real life. Cannot wait for more Girl Talk. Chat soon.